BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the TakeCast. My name is Davis Maddock. You guys can find me on Twitter at Davis Maddock. In this episode of the show, I am joined by my good friend, Pat Crane, to ask one simple question. How much is enough? You guys might know that Pat did win Best Ball Mania 3 on Underdog. There is a, a new study. These studies come out all the time about how much wealth it requires one to be happy And kind of just started off the conversation there asking Pat about that. Really enjoyed picking his brain. I hope that you guys enjoy this conversation. Let's go ahead and get into the episode. Make sure that you uh, subscribe to the Patreon, patreon.com slash TakeCast. For bonus episodes of the show, leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts, or just tell a friend about the show. All right, guys. Welcoming in my great friend, Mr. Patrick Corain, to the program. Um, you guys are most familiar with us talking about, you know, Tank Dell and uh, wide receiver college football metrics and all that stuff will be coming. You know, we, we got a full summer of arguing about Roma Dunze and uh, Jalen McMillan and uh, Braylon Allen. I predict I predict multiple 15 minute plus arguments about Braylon Allen in, <laughs> in the future between the two of us. But we are here. Uh, we're we're going to talk more about our lives today, Pat. Uh, how are you doing, man? How's the season going for you? It's been uh, it's been kind of a wild season. Just like you know, I've done a lot of things. Um, yeah. This this year, so it's been kind of balancing personal life stuff with uh, with the season, and you know, I, I mean, it's been a genuinely nutty season. Like we've lost about a third of the quarterbacks in the league you know, on top of guys getting benched and stuff. And, um, you know, so it's been, you know, it's tough whenever the quarterback play dips because football is really just about the quarterback. So, you know, that's been, that's been tough. And then, you know, it's also week 13 right now. And I do, you know, a weekly preview article. So week 13 is the week after Thanksgiving, there's six teams on by. So that's like, Oh, nice. That's like nice and chill. It's like, right. no, it's not chill. Cause what you really need is like, to not write the article that week because <laughs> you just had the craziest busiest week and it's like no no you're right back at it so. week week 13 fantasy content here's a secret for everyone who's listening up a little inside baseball for you if if you think the content this week sucks it it does because no one actually wants to do it this is in, in our little 
in our little corner of the internet, our little corner of the world, this is the week that all of us hate our our jobs the most. It's it's really the only week where I wish I was like a paralegal or something. That's honestly, so true. Yeah. That's so true. I would drive. I would. I work from home and I write about football, but I would commute like an hour and a half a day right now. This week yeah. only. Only, only this, this week. week. Only yes. this week. Next week, I want to write this article again. But yeah, this week is uh, you know, whatever. It's it's uh we'll we'll get we'll get through it but it is funny to see like an entire industry have a have a hangover yeah and it's like it i mean this is very inside baseball and i want this to be a little bit more evergreen so if, uh, if you're listening to this six months from now just get past this but the the bills and the vikings and the ravens all having a bye week this week it's a little on the nose it's a little on the nose to just remove all of these really good fantasy players this week at uh, the raiders right Devontae adams josh jacobs right. it's it's a little it's a little bit much from from the nfl to do it to do it this way it's not ideal i actually appreciate it because i have written some of the shortest team previews that i've ever written in my life with this stuff and you know that might be a good thing maybe i should uh, uh, brevity is not always a strong Bre- brevity so. is the soul of wit current yeah so that so maybe maybe this will uh, start a trend that people will like but uh yeah it's uh it's much easier to write up the patriots when you get to the receivers and you just you just go don't don't do it and then you move on it's easy. correct okay so the genesis of this program and why i thought we should chat this week was there was just this study that kind of made its way around our our neck of the woods i i want to say it was the new york times uh, article obviously the new york times did not commission the study but it's something we all sort of i've i've actually had this happen in my life many times and and the genesis of the study is no matter how much money you have you think about 30 percent more would make you happy right so there the study very simple they talk to a bunch of people who make fifty thousand dollars a bunch of people who make seventy five thousand dollars and and so on and so forth and pretty much all the way up to multimillionaires, whoever, the answer is, oh, well, all my problems would just simply be solved if I had about 30% more money, right? If I had about if I had about $200,000, if I had about $300,000, I can't imagine a problem that I would have. And I find, I find just in general, gambling and fantasy so interesting because I, it's, it's got to be the most, it's got to be the industry that creates the most millionaires overnight of any thing that exists right i mean i guess lotteries tech, tech? yeah I mean, but those point, people maybe not those anymore people, but those people all think they're rich already though you know like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's yeah crypto that, okay. crypto had a, had its Cri- moment crypto it, yeah jesus christ if okay. you count millionaires on on paper millionaires on paper and then yeah. you don't remove them once they're no longer on paper millionaires i mean crypto's got everyone beat i think so my my question for you pat is you win two million dollars playing fantasy sports on on the yellow dog app we are now i guess we are we are about 10 months removed from from that happening although the the you know uh demar hamlin making that i want to i want to talk to you a little bit about the demar hamlin sweat too uh once once we get through this but my my question to you is what about 2.5 million dollars would that take care of all of your problems you have no problems anymore once you get to 2.5 million no, I don't. <laughs> I've only had been two point five. <laughs> uh, I mean, I do. The part of it that rings true to me is I launched my own business after winning, and so right. now I'm 
I'm thinking about, you know, what do I want? You know, how big do I want to be? What are my goals for growing the the business? Basically, right. how much income can I bring into the business and trying to figure out kind of how I want it to grow, um, what it's going to look like. You know, it's kind of just me doing all the content, but I've had rankings. I've had help on the rankings. I've done some collaborations, you know, with, with you and Jacob doing dynasty stuff and kind of thinking about how that gets built out. But you have to think through like how much help you're going to bring on. That's obviously going to eat into the revenue. And then it's like what, you know, so I'm trying to think through those decisions. And on that side of it, I think the study rang true to me because I'm like, man, if I could, if I could get the business to, to 30% more, you know, 30 and then probably 30% more and 30% more, then that would feel good. Like I, that would make me feel like things are chugging along and, and moving in the right direction. And, you know, because my income, right. Is not for 2024, like my income is not going to be especially high. Uh, right. you know, we'll see if any of these best ball teams come through again, but, uh, the yeah, do, income... you have any, do you have any Rashad white, uh, Devin, a chain, uh, <laughs> I guess CJ Stroud tank Dell teams probably there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably do. Uh, those are all guys that I was at least moderately on. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of the part where I think it rings true. The part where I don't think it rings true is like, I think there is like a lot to be said for like, once you reach, like once you have like security, like so many things become like, there's like a massive amount of stress. If you don't feel like you're, you're actually covered. only adding things on top of that. I, I, when, when you were talking, that's what made me realize is that you, you achieve security and then you just start adding complications to your life. You know, right. you, you, you buy a house, you start a business, you invest your money, you do uh, you, your, you, your phone bill is higher. You add six streaming services. You just, you, you become a consumption monster. Your, your life. You can, force, yeah. But that's really up to you, you know, to some extent, obviously like we're all part of right. society and things kind of push us in certain directions, but like, you know, you, you could like read more books and pick up the instrument and, you know, kind of, you know, you don't have, no one's it making feels, you feels, go on feels like no one X would do that whatever. though. I mean, if, if I, if I win best ball mania, I hate calling year, it X by the way, I still call it Twitter. Oh, I'm, I'm never saying that on this program. I will literally never say that. I, I mean, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt, I would be happier if I shipped best ball mania Four, took my wife and my dog, bought a cabin in Montana, deleted my Twitter account, and never logged on ever again beyond a shadow of a doubt i would be happier i would feel more content and also beyond a shadow of a doubt i would never you could do, do that. that now you don't need to win best i could do that forward. now and i would not <laughs> you, what, what why do you need three million dollars to live in the woods you can well, do it right you know, now people are saying people are saying uh you gotta buy you gotta buy some gold bars i mean that's the thing <laughs> that i mean that that's another thing that the study highlights is that many of the things that people want are are actually really just to take a risk without uh so much tail side risk because they have more money right like you could have started your own business instead of working for roto world that's right but that's right. if it would not have succeeded you would not have been able to eat you know so it's different that's right and that's the part of it that I think does ring true. Like I, it's changed my life. I mean, it's a lot of money. So it's changed my life full stop. But it's also like, it lets you 
feel comfortable taking risks that I would not personally have taken. Like I, yeah, it, you know, it's funny because I'm in an industry where like, you know, it's sports betting and fantasy sports and, you know, you're putting money at risk and, you know, you're gambling basically uh, in one form or another. So you'd think maybe I, I wouldn't be particularly risk averse, but I think I kind of am when it comes to like my career. Like I, you know, I went to, went to school, went back to, to grad school, got like a kind of, it was a small company, but it was a publicly traded company. So it's like not a startup or anything like this. It was an established company, got like a fair, I was a project manager, like a fairly established, you know, kind of corporate career job. And then I just like went from like associate project manager to project manager to senior project manager. Yeah. And during that time, I was basically trying to break into fantasy by the end of it or not by the middle of it really. And I never made that jump until I, you know, I was doing for ETR. I was, I was freelancing and my full-time job was providing the most, you know, the vast majority of my income. And then I didn't go full-time into fantasy until I had a full-time job with Roto world. Like I didn't, and I could, I've been doing it for a while. Like I, I could have, you know, jumped in earlier, but I didn't. And yes. so I, and I could have, you know, started my own thing. Or I could have been planning to start my own thing, whether or not I won best ball mania. I would not have, I would have, I would have stayed at Roto world or I would have gone to another site. Um, that definitely would have happened. Which, you know, I think is fine. Like, the, I love the guys at Roto World. And I think, you know, if I'd gone to another site, that probably would have worked out pretty well. But sure, it does open up more possibilities. And I'm pretty happy with having my own site. I'm really glad I did it. So I think it definitely allows you to expand what you feel comfortable doing. and But also, like, for good reason. Like, if this site didn't work out, that would be... That could you have to call some, you have to call Pat, times. you have to call Rotopat <laughs> hat in hand and say, yeah, listen, yeah. I will blur major league baseball free agency if you need me to. There's I nothing cover, I won't blur. I will I will cover I will cover Jake Bowers signing a one year seven million dollar <laughs> deal to be the left handed designated hitter for the Kansas City Royals if that's what it takes to get me back on the Roto World staff. You know exactly exactly. So and and yeah, I so think I think. I think the important thing to note about that is that this is obviously analogous to everyone in life because very few people are probably doing ideally what they want to do professionally. You know, I would say how many, how many people in the world, you know, uh, or, or not, not a world, lot. world, world, not fair, uh, United, United States, right? Uh, not a lot. Yeah. Not a lot. My wife I mean, we're already super loves, lucky, right? Like I was already does. writing about fantasy sports, which sure. is what I wanted to do. So that was all I was like, you know, now I'm just writing about it for myself. So, but I mean, I was working from home and writing about football and earning a living doing that, which was like, put me, you know, that was yeah, top, I kind of already 1%. hit the jackpot there. Yeah. yeah. Um, My wife really likes what she does. Does Brittany like what she does i mean she is like i mean everyone has complaints about their job obviously well this was one of the big things that that the money you know when it when i say like 
full stop changed my life. I mean, this is one of the big things is that Brittany, Brittany's a nurse and she's yeah. an awesome nurse and she really likes, um, I think she's, she's amazing with patience and has really enjoyed being a nurse, but it's like one of those things where, because she was like a couple years ago, like 2019, she was basically like a per diem nurse at the spot. Sure. And, um, they were like, please just like work here part-time. Like we need you part-time. So she's part-time. So then they, they bring her in the, you know, like we need you full-time. Like it's like, you're like, she was like, you know, very, very good. So they're like, let's, let's get you full-time fine. They, she like resists or she finally goes full-time. So then she gets, uh, finally they're like, basically, can you be kind of like our team leader, you know, like lead of this group or whatever. And so she accepts that. Then the pandemic hits. Then her boss and her boss's boss, and I think the person above her also left. So she got like triple. She had like double promoted. Sure. Um, and so then she's like, so she was lucky because she was not in, uh, like the hospital hospital. You know, like she wasn't dealing with COVID cases. They were they were running a recovery center for like, um, you know, like joint surgeries and stuff. So. Okay. Um, but they reopened fairly early into everything. And then there's all these protocols and it was all this craziness and all these people had left. So she did that job. She eventually, she got kind of promoted like two, two and a half levels up. And then eventually someone came in above her and she got bumped back down, but she, but she essentially ended up in a, in a job that she'd never agreed to do. Right. Um, and which you know, is how things with, that's how, if any of you have spent time working in corporations that's kind of how it happens it just yeah. it just you just kind of one day you wake up and you're doing something so like my job right now not that i don't love it but i do but it's not the job i got hired to do five years ago you know it's it's very very different and that's just how things work in big companies yeah yeah and this is i mean this is a private surgery center so it can you know this is a smaller company but same same stuff you know um, but she, uh, I mean, she just got super burned out basically by the kind of endlessness of it. Um, you know, it, one of the thing, things that's nice about being a nurse is like, you don't, it, it's, it's generally kind of hourly work. And this was not that way. She was a manager. So it's kind of stuff would pop up whenever late at night, you know, she was kind of early in the morning dealing with stuff. So yeah this high it's like super time sensitive like patient health stuff so it's not like you can just turn your phone off and watch watch a movie but right. at the same time you know um part of the normal setup is that basically like you're really on you're really on and then you, you do get to be really off so she didn't have that um and so one of the big changes that we made was we moved from Brooklyn to San Diego. Well, she left her job in that process. So she hasn't gone back to work yet. Um, I think she will soonish, but she's been able to just kind of take some time off, which that's like a huge, huge luxury, you know? Yeah. And I think one of the, one of the things that, and I think it's been really good for us that she, she's been able to take some time off. So it's like, that's like one of those things where like, I feel like that study sort of is, I don't know if it's disingenuous exactly, but it's like, it sort of hides something really important, which is like, 
if you have money and you can just like do something simple, like quit a job that's making you miserable and then like not immediately go back to work. That's pretty fucking awesome. It's and... very awesome. I mean, I think that is, that is the, the context of all of that is that for most people, money well really what it gets down to is that the only thing you can't buy is time but having more money allows you to do time saving tasks and that, this is actually something i get into fights with uh with my uh my father-in-law and my wife about all the time like i will just pay someone to do something for me something i could totally do i just like the other day i paid someone to come and uh but basically to get all the fall shit off my property, leaves, gutters, clean my flower beds, do everything. And I just paid him whatever he asked. And it totally did not matter to me. And both my wife and my father-in-law were like, you're an idiot. Why, why would you do that? And I was like, yeah, I got, th- I got four hours of my day back. I walked the dog. I made dinner. Like I, you know, like, and, and that is what you're highlighting is the same thing, which is like, yeah, there are, more complications or I mean moving to California it's so funny to me that you move to a state like maybe the only state with a higher income tax than the state of New <laughs> it's York it's actually like, lower and- because I was in New York City but so That's like so technically I, it's better but it's uh it's yeah it's yeah it's but you you bought yourself you bought yourself and your family time I mean that that really is what it is it's like okay we're not living in New York anymore you don't have to work this soul-sucking you know corporate job that you never really signed up for but never would have quit probably or would not have quit for a long time she would have quit but she would have gone back to that's one of the reasons that we were well i don't know i mean good point like if i hadn't won i don't know if she would have quit um i was thinking she would have quit regardless of whether or not we moved but part of that was the flexibility that the winnings allowed god i maybe not because it's like her income was so much more important when I was at NBC. So. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's like, and that's the thing where I'm like, dude, if you have the flexibility to change, to literally like I, change your life as comes with such like kind of weird lofty connotations, but just like rearrange your life. Yeah. The ability to rearrange your life is really important. I think like, and so like I was in New York, like what you're talking about with paying someone to, you know, do some landscaping or whatever, like 100, that's 100% the way I am. Like part of the reason I was in New York is because I don't really like to cook that much, you know? And like what I can cook, I can cook a couple things. Okay. And sure. But like in New York for like $13, you can get one of the most magically delicious things. Yeah. Just good food. That wherever. you've ever tasted like this crazy I, I found this dish like right before we left it was like it's like this thai dish with like minced chicken and basil and it's just like and, and it's like spicy and it's it's got like this richness i'm why would i even attempt to just what am i gonna make eggs i'm gonna, I'm gonna scramble some eggs yeah like no i'm gonna eat this like this is well worth the money you know so i that's kind of how <laughs> kind of how I think about it but at the same so with New York I was like coming to this thing of like what is New York for you know New York's for you to be probably like 25 to 35 and you have enough money to mess around with but you don't you know but you're also like not really thinking about your future I feel like it's a really good city to live in when you're like 28 
but maybe oh, yeah. not to be like 34. It's That's kind of how I feel. It's pretty okay to be 34. It it it's it's very kind to to like 30 30 year olds, 31 year olds. Like it's a great city. If you want to be if you want to be 27 but you're actually 31, it's an amazing city. Um but it's some well, I mean like... that that really describes me. That's a 31 year old. <laughs> a 31 year old is actually The thing is is I'm from such a small town uh originally that like New York was a lot for me to process when I was there. I was like this is just it's I just, couldn't get you just, on the subway. You you were refusing to ride the subway. No, I took I took like a two hundred dollar Uber instead of taking <laughs> the subway. And you know what? I stand by it. I've ridden the subway in Why? Chicago. You should not stand by that. <laughs> because Subway's it bought so me it bought me it bought me convenience, buddy. It was it was no, nice. Well, it was nice and convenient. This um, is a learning curve problem. The subway is actually fairly. Yeah, convenient. I, I mean just, you will I, you will deal with delays, but yes, sure. Uh, I mean. What do you, you, do you, do you drive a car now? Do you have a, do you have a car? Yeah. Yeah. We bought a car, drive a car. I'm in an area that has, uh, it's walkable in its, you know, to itself. Yeah. Nowhere, right? like, nowhere in California is really walkable though. It's not, yeah, it's not super walkable, but I can like walk to a coffee shop in like three minutes or two, even yeah, you know, maybe so less not- than that. You know yeah. what? That is, I would say the number one happiness hack for me is living within walking distance to a coffee shop where I like know the barista, like I, which I have like multiple of those around my yeah. house. And it's yeah. like insane how much of a serotonin boost, like a Saturday morning walk and going get a cup of coffee with like, yeah. it's, it's unreal. It's unreal. And they're dog friendly. They get, they give Murphy Turkey uh, whenever I go there and he, so he loves it. So it's like, you know, I can kind of start my walk. Then I just, you know, have a coffee. I walk around the neighborhood for a while. It's it's massive. I think that have, being able to be walkable to coffee shop and being able to walk to, you know, I say bodega because I was in New York for 10 years. But, you know, a small convenience store of some kind um, that you don't, that you kind of enjoy being in, right? Like, it's not, yes. it doesn't feel like, uh, you know, just like, uh, get me out of here. Yeah. yeah. That's, I think that's like a real... Some of the times I love living in New York the most is like when I would just like go, go get like an ice cream at the at the bodega, just like and then just like walk walk around the the neighborhood or something. Just be like this, this is fun. <laughs> it's like you know, just like little simple pleasures that New York offers that to you all the time. Like if you just want to, just like the the simplest thing, you just go walk somewhere, go and you know, go enjoy something and and walk around. You know, but that's not like I grew up in a suburb uh of a college town you know sure. i was in like a call i wasn't in a cul-de-sac i was Brittany was in a cul-de-sac that's why i thought of that but um i was in like uh you know like a a pre-made neighborhood what are they prefab uh, devel- like it was a development a development basically. sure yeah the the intro um, the intro to weeds think think in your head yes, the intro to weeds. yes yeah yes so you know there's no walkability in those you walk you, you like walk through houses and houses and houses and then yeah, you, you, can walk you gotta uh, uh ryan russillo has this great line he always says but it's like uh it's like you got to get on the highway to get a gatorade you know it's awful yeah i hate that so much like i just i can't i can't do that so this I, is been, i live in yes, like it's a, not brooklyn but it's it's good i live in like a combo of that like i live in the suburbs but it's suburbs that have been there for a hundred years you know so i live mm-hmm. i live walking distance to whatever a gas station a grocery store i think this is what coffee where shop. i live basically these yeah. were suburbs uh, that's that's Diego. what you yeah. that's what you want i mean for me again 
I, I mean, that's kind of what Brooklyn is. Brooklyn was kind of suburbs. Sure. Long yeah, enough ago. Two, two. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for like, I, again, the city, city, I mean, like, so like I live in St. Louis and Missouri. I, I don't like the city, city. I maybe go, I don't know, yeah. twice a month or whatever. Like, it's just, it's, yeah. yeah, that's like, that's like a night out, right? Like you're going, like if I'm going to a concert or a blues game or whatever, like that is not, that is not walkable. Like I think in New York, like, I don't know, you could, how far did you live from the Nets place walking? Super close. I was going to say like, like 10 minutes. Like, yeah, like 10, 15 minutes. But like, I I never really went over there because it's a, you know, it's such, well, I did, I did to take subway or, you know, I probably end up in that area once a week or something. So sure. not like, but, you know, that, what so one of the things i think that makes new york so great is it's really like the only city in the country you could maybe make the case so i think chicago has elements of this too but like there it's so big and dense and there's so many like massive things going on that people go to like times square you know there's two massive stadiums there's you know there's kind of these areas that are like full on right there's the financial district there's like all these areas it's like tons and tons of people bustle 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 but then those areas kind of keep people away from yeah people just hang out in their their self-contained neighborhoods they live in their four block radius and they don't leave yes so it's it's, what it actually creates is like these tiny little pockets that are and the best parts, I think, you know, like lower Manhattan is is amazing because those little pockets are all connected to each other. So if you're in the East Village, you can go, you know, just over to Alphabet City, which is sort of technically also part of the East Village, but it's kind of its own thing. You can walk to the Lower East Side. You can walk to Nolita. You can walk to the West Village where you can take a quick subway ride. And you're kind of in these areas that have, you know, it's like it has all this it has all this stuff going on, all this amazing food, all these amazing bars, things are kind of popping up things. There's like turnover, things close, but you get like, you know, new openings of stuff. There's, you know, lots of interesting people, lots of cool stuff going on, but it's not like full on. You actually don't feel like the feeling of when you, you know, drive into center city of, of any major city in the country. Right. That, that is intense to me too. Like, it's like, I lived in, you know, New York city for, over 10 years but that's not a feeling that i really like what i like is like you're kind of in these super you're in small neighborhoods that are like you know leveled stacked up. on top of each other yeah, yeah yeah like super leveled up small walkable neighborhoods is the appeal of new york uh and that's hard to find you're not going to find the, the super leveled up version basically anywhere else but even kind of like the medium leveled up version is not all that common in in no. in the united states you'll see it like in europe you know oh, if sure. you go to Everywhere. paris it's, it's yeah. like every the whole city is that basically paris is interesting because they don't have like the as much like the massive like crazy you know high high energy stuff it's more like dispersed throughout but yeah yeah, so, you just you keep you keep building out because you can't build on top of a church that was built fourteen hundred years ago or whatever. You know, <laughs> there's only yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I think a lot like building height is another thing. The you know, so the some of the best parts of 
of New York City don't have that super high building height. Yeah, that made me that made me feel wherever I don't even remember what part of the city it was that I so like Sports Grid has a TV studio and then I got a hotel down there and I just was like every it's so goddamn tall, dude. I can't I yeah. feel I feel Where so, were you? I literally do not know. I, I <laughs> wherever <laughs> wherever I uh wherever I Ubered back from the stadium to then go to go to our studio which is in um so you know on the 17th floor next to some restaurant i mean the whole thing was so surreal for me yeah i remember yeah it you was, were probably in midtown or something i want to say which is no one wants midtown. to be in midtown i, yeah, I want to say midtown midtown sounds right yeah like midtown like people people live in midtown so they're like close to to work and look i mean new york's expensive so if that's where you found a spot you know that you probably that, that might be the best the best he could do but uh I would I would be trying to live somewhere that I actually wanted to spend time, <laughs> you know, even if it meant taking on another roommate or. Well, that's uh, speaking of speaking of studies related to happiness, the the this and this this gets reiterated every couple of years, but there'll be a study that proves that basically the sh- there's a direct correlation between lower lower t- commute time to work and happiness increasing. Like the the shorter yeah. your commute is, the happier you are, and it makes so much sense you are just like do the math you commute half an hour to work an hour of your day five days a yeah. week 52 weeks a year think about how much of your year you just gave up to fucking nothing to nothing yep. you know it's crazy it is crazy yeah i think you know on some level you can with the new york part of it you can you can like walk to work sometimes or, you know, the subway is like definitely less stressful than driving, but it can be pretty stressful depending on how packed it is and stuff. Um, but I think in general commutes, if you're kind of doing like the stuff I was doing anyway, like, you know, if you're, you're kind of in a corporate type setting, your commute's probably going to be like 30 minutes to 45 minutes, which is at least not nuts. But to me, I'm like, man, if you have to drive like an hour and a half, I mean, what we said we would do this week but if that's what you're doing every week that really would i think it would just wear on you so much like i i and i kind of hate driving so i mean but that's i think in general like one of my things on stuff is like i just really have tried to if i hate something i'm just like i'm just gonna go live somewhere where i don't have to do that you know that's like <laughs> i was like i don't want to cook yeah. and i don't want to drive that's you know, so interesting that you just don't like to cook. Like, what the fuck? That's so that's so bizarre to me. I mean, what I you know, why? whatever, whatever. Go with God. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to talk you into it. Like, well, but you won't. Normally, <laughs> normally the overlap of I don't like to cook would overlap with like food is just fuel to me. Like, food is no, just no, no, like no. food's amazing. No, but you love that's so that's what I'm saying. Like, I have had friends who were just like, whatever. I don't want to cook. Like, that's not my thing. But they're also like food is fuel people like they're like you know it just does not matter to them that's yeah but i mean it's just i mean it's like your your landscaping they're like can't you could appreciate a beautifully uh uh maintained yard but but oh sure if you end up doing it you know i want yeah no i get that i uh it's a it's a recognition of my own limitations like i'm not gonna be uh you know a a world-renowned thai chef but i can go but there's like a guy over there you might be you might make good Thai food, though. It's it's 
possible. I mean, does I've Br- tried. Does Brittany cook? Does Brittany, Brittany like to cook? Brittany's a, Brittany's a pretty good cook. Yeah. Um, she doesn't cook a ton, but like she she cooks. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, I've I've experimented with stuff. You know, I I love crabs, so I I can make a really good crab cake. Um, you know, and I there's like a few dishes I can make, but I just. What I'm know, hearing man. is that what I'm hearing is that you're just stubborn. What I'm hearing is that is is just like a lack no, of maybe not. Well, maybe I, not. I think I kind of am stubborn in certain ways for sure. But I, look, man, like there's people that can make like right now. Like if I want food, there's a, we just found this Indian place that yeah, is you can get you can get the really dankiest good. Indian food you could ever ask for without lifting a finger on, on your phone. Yeah, right. And this is not, by the way, I've always been like this. This is not, this is just, uh, this isn't the the BBM3 talking. Like, this is partly why I was I was in the city. Like, I wanted to be able to- Yeah, the dude like, wanted to be able to get garlic naan and butter chicken at 2 a.m. whenever. That is what I ate last night, literally, yeah. for dinner. I had, I had butter chicken, and it was amazing. So- uh, what am I going to learn? I'm going to learn how to make butter chicken. Butter that chicken would take me so literally long. could not be easier. I've made it. It's so easy. It literally, I'm trying <laughs> to think of something. I probably could teach a five-year-old how to make butter chicken. It's, you know what the, you know what the ingredients are? It's pretty much butter, tomatoes, and chicken. And chicken. It's pretty much it. It's very easy. It is not hard. Yeah. Listen, you know, the, the devil's in the details. You, are you going to nail that that spice level? Are you going to? You probably will. But I, I would take it. And then I, so I like And I can only make butter chicken. And I'm going to get sick of butter chicken. I don't feel like butter chicken. I I, I want to get uh, one of these Matir paneer uh, dishes yeah, the, that I just found. It's, yeah, then order, then order some paneer, man. No one's stopping. Well, that, but I, now I got to learn how to cook that too? This is crazy. And that I would not, that I would not try and cook. It's just, I literally looked up a recipe for butter chicken once and I was like, oh, it actually is as easy as it sounds. Like it's one of, it's, it's, it's in the name. It's, you I mean, pretty that's much... pretty cool. Like, like Daigle's like apparently an incredible cook. That's awesome. Yeah. Like, I wish I was an incredible cook. I just don't, I just <laughs> never considered, you know, putting in the time to do that. Um, but I, was, I you know, does it relax you? Do you like kind of do like the, so, yes, the process I of do, cooking? But it, but for yeah. you, it probably stresses you out. It does, probably, yeah, it does, yeah, it does stress me out. So I don't yeah. like I don't yeah, like being I like there. it. Um, yeah, I like playing guitar. So like I've been playing a lot of guitars. I've been stressed out recently, and that's been uh, that's been really nice. Does Brittany love so, that? Does Brittany love the strumming? She, you know, I I think I've. There's a couple songs where, like I said, like, should I play this song? And she's like, maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> maybe not that one. Play this other one. And I'm like, well, I'm still working on that one. She's like, yeah, but just play it anyway. <laughs> I've heard this other. Being, heard... in, being in a decade-long relationship with someone and then picking up a musical instrument is like that. That could, that should, I mean, that should be an episode of Seinfeld or like something like that. Like that's a sitcom episode. It's being well, like, I, just... to be clear, I'm not, learn, I'm not learning guitar. I, I, I started playing guitar when I was 18. So I'm picking okay it so she knew so she knew she knew it was possible yeah, yeah. yeah but i hadn't played i've played fairly infrequently since we've been together. she, like, I she used to heard play you do wonderwall in a room full of people at least once before she, <laughs> yeah i think I'm, she's seen me perform and i'm pretty sure we probably played wonderwall <laughs> i hope i hope not but god we probably did <laughs> yeah well i mean you know when you're when you're young 
youthful indiscretions. Like it we can, we can. It wasn't that it. young. <laughs> no, that's the other thing. People forget you and Peter are actually both very, very fake young. They, they, yeah, the people, the people, they don't know. I, I mean, I guess they forget for Peter, or they know now because Peter has a kid. But for a while, right. Peter would be like, "Oh yeah, he's twenty-four. No, no, he's <laughs> not." <laughs> All right. I want to ask you about. I don't even remember how long this was, but I want to. I want to. I want to go inside your mental space during the Bills Bengals sweat. So I've replayed this in my head. I think in your position, ultimately what I would have done is I would have tried to work out a deal either with another team or I would have taken the, you know, uh, whale calls you offer, right? The CSU calls you whoever, right? Just whatever that them offering to buy your equity because ultimately oh, you, would have, I, you would have, you would have sold I would have sold the, the team equity. out outright. Yes. All yeah. of it. I I probably would have tried to do like, I'll sell 50% of it and I get to keep the remaining equity of like, yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. that I think that's ultimately what I would have tried to do. But in the end, I actually think what happened was the thing I thought was the least likely, which was that the game never got replayed. Didn't, they didn't do a tie break. They just said that game does not exist in the history of the NFL. You go back, go try and find the stats from that game. You can't find it. There's no box score. It just, it just did not happen. And knowing all I know about the NFL, mostly in terms of the television money, they probably lost as a mm-hmm. result of it. I, I would think that is the least likely thing that ended up happening. Yeah, I agree. I mean, when it, when it got postponed or suspended for that night, I was, I was like, there's no way that this is the NFL. Like they're playing the game. They're playing this game. That was really my thinking. One of the things that, you know, cause then it's like this, this ride of, you know, what is going to happen? What's going to happen with DeMar Hamlin and what's going to happen with this game. And on the game side of it and the, you know, the BBM side of it, the idea of like, okay, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to sell a piece of this somehow if yeah. they if they're replaying this game. But it was it was nice in the sense that, like, I would then know like they were like going to announce. And this right. is the world that I basically lived in for that week where I was like, I'm going to. Kind of, you know, you not fully, but you could you kind of try to put yourself on this side of it because um, I was like, this is the most likely outcome that they replay the game. And so, you know, what's going to happen when that happens? They're going to announce that they're going to replay the game. And that will be, you know, some, you know, a day, at least, you know, it'll be in the morning, you know, or be be that night, right? It will not, it will not be, they just show up at Paul Brown stadium (laughs) or whatever. And, and, and Tyler Boyd is running free in the secondary. Like, Oh shit, I missed that. Oh, it's on now. They're replaying it now. Yeah. That's not going to happen. So I will have time to, work something out and uh and sell a piece of this team now i probably would have sold like 20 percent of it and tried to you know have like most of the the sweat like feel like it was intact something like that uh but the 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 drop-off was so steep you know from like first to 11th place and there was like i was like i'm not doing that again you know like that feeling of you know when you're actually sweating it out i was just like this yeah i i 
I mean, dude, I worked a, a double blurb shift on Monday before that game. Yes. Like what I should have done is is called off and like tried to sell a piece of that team. Like I think it was a leak that I didn't sell a piece ahead of the actual game. I should have. Um, it's just too it was too much of a, a swing. And I, I shouldn't have just like ridden that whole risk. Um and that was one thing that kept me kind of grounded as the, you know, as that whole week was playing out is that I'm, I am going to do that. And that will make this whole swing a little less swingy when this game is replayed. And it did the, the swing, the swing never happened. I mean, and it's so like, it is, I don't think we'll ever see anything like that again, you know, because the, the other crazy thing is that, you know, immediately like, Oh, we like Tamar Hamlin just died on the football field. And yeah, he is alive. He played in a game. He played for the Bills last week. I mean, it yep. is knowing knowing what we know now, it actually seems crazy that they canceled the game. Like, because basically, if you've not been inside what happened, basically what happened is he had like a, a mini heart attack because his T. Higgins's helmet hit his chest in such a way at the exact minute that or exact millisecond that his heart was beating. This is the way I understand it. And it, no, knocked, yeah, I think this is right. It knocked his heart rhythm off. It like gave him, it like gave him an arrhythmia the way I understand it. Like it's, I mean, it's all, it's all wild. I mean, it's the wildest thing I've ever been party to in my life. But it's crazy because like, he's not more prone to it happening again. Like it's just a thing. No, it's just a thing that happened. Yeah. Which is, yeah, which is kind of just. I mean, in some ways, though, I think insane. that that helps explain why it was canceled because it was such a, you know, the NFL is a dangerous sport, and it was just one of those things where it's like, man. Well, ultimately, man. it sounds like why it was canceled was because Josh Allen and Joe Burrow said, "We are not playing." Ultimately, it sounds like those two guys were basically just like, "That yeah, was too much." That night. Like, yeah, that night. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now. Again, knowing what we know now, it seems truly insane because, I mean, and and for those at home to think like, oh, the NFL has never done anything. No, dude, there's been crazy shit. There was a, a game that was played Wednesday night because the Vikings and the Packers, no, the Vikings and the Bears, maybe. This was when Brett Favre was a Viking. They couldn't get into the stadium because of weather like it was it was the weather was so bad that the teams themselves couldn't even get into the stadium that it was like all ice so that was a monday night football game they played on wednesday the covid season the titans yeah, this the is bills, this is when i mean i was the like, the bills the NFL played on, this, like on wednesday because yeah. because if people remember because the titans kept having COVID outbreaks because they would break the rules. They were breaking the practice rules. They were getting together and practicing on high school football field stadiums. <laughs> and so the window would have to get back 20 pushed back 24 hours because they broke the rules. And so there was a game on the fucking Wednesday. Yeah, no, I mean, that was the COVID season that just happened. And, you know, in 2021 was dealing with some of that too. I was like, there's just no way, like I've seen the NFL work a million things out um they're they're gonna replay this game i think the the big difference was at the player level like you said i mean i think yeah if the players are uh 
you know, like that, that's not the most important thing right now. Cause one of our teammates is literally in the hospital after his heart stopped, you know, that kind of changes the calculus, which I think, you know, obviously um, I'm extremely, extremely biased, but <laughs> I, I, it was, it was actually nice to see like the, well, I think it the, was, I don't think life, anyone uh, implications argue, kind of take priority. I don't think anyone would argue the decision that night that they teams didn't do the right thing, that, that, yeah that the coaches didn't do the right thing, that the refs didn't do the right thing. Although again, I mean, really this stuff is so forgotten to the sands of time, but the report at the time was that Goodell called the refs and told the refs say, give them five minutes and get them back out there and play. That was the, (laughs) that was what we were being told the night of was that the league wanted them to just shut up and play basketball and play football basically. Yeah. Yeah. I remember hearing that. And then there was like a, I also heard that that was basically what's just in the manual and that they weren't saying that, but yes. I mean, that, that seems very NFL esque to be like, give it five and get back. Yes. Out there. That seems, that seems like the, the most NFL thing. Um, yeah. Possible. Yeah. And then I guess what, oh, oh, well, the other element about it, and this is, this goes into a whole, um, you know, what, what does history look like if this thing goes differently? But that was the opportunity for the AFC conference championship game to not be played in Arrowhead for the first time in five years. Mm-hmm. And basically it became impossible. Like neither team could get to the one seed with, without that game counting one way or the other, without mm-hmm. just basically having one less game. And now we are staring down the barrel of neither of these teams making the playoffs period. Like the Bengals are not going to make the playoffs. I believe the Bills are 16% probability right now to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, so that might have been, I mean, that probably was the last chance for the Bengals, right? Because T is either going to make a bunch of money or be gone. You know, it's just like, it, it's such a, that is such Maybe. a flash I, point. If you have Joe Burrow, you always have a window. Uh Yeah. I think so. But yes, I mean, that was, but I mean, it helped, it didn't help the Bengals because or it helps the Bills? No, sorry, I, th- I can't I, remember. I guess I it hurt the Bengals because if they won that game, it would be big. And I want to say, I want to say, in the end, it, it it hurt the Bills and was good for the Bengals. I think that that, that sounds right. I mean, no, I don't know. there's some really angry Bills and Bengals fans right now. I'm sorry, I don't remember. The yeah, what? Uh, well, I, I don't think a Bills or a Bengals fan. Honestly, I've said so many so many rude <laughs> things about their teams over the years. I don't know. <laughs> They're used to it. They're used to it. <laughs> well, or they just stopped listening at a certain point. They were like, <laughs> "This guy with Mahomes, he's not. He does. He doesn't even care." Yeah, I mean, you know, it is what it is. Um, all right, man. Well. I just I find myself I find myself thinking about what I. Would what do you do think about that? that? If spot. you made thirty percent more, would you do you feel like you'd be happier? Well, of course, of yeah. course, right? Because I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I could pay off all I could pay off all my student loans. They'd all be gone. Oh, you know, I could, uh, I could get my basement finished and remodeled and everything. You know, but no. At the end of the day, like it's it's bullshit. You know. Yeah. No, I feel that I do feel that way. Like I feel like if I if you know if the business started cranking an income and I was making 30 something and then I'm like you know I'm still renting you know and obviously I could afford to to buy a place but can I afford to buy a place exactly where I want to exactly where you want no, exactly how not, you want it to be yeah yada, yada. so then blah 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 and so you can always talk yourself into that but yeah I do I do think having financial security is uh 
is is not is not part of this in my opinion like that 30 percent more like it, i think that that whole thing starts like once you're not like super fucking stressed because you're living like paycheck to paycheck so yes. it's like one of these things it's like yes this is like a silly silly little trick but only for you know those of us lucky enough to to be able to trick ourselves I think I think that is a great way. I think that is a great way to put it. Like, would could I accomplish? Could I do more things if I had thirty percent more income? You know, could I accomplish more? Could more? Yeah, sure. But I don't. I don't think it would fundamentally change. You know, my my worldview or whatever. I mean, I guess I would be maybe a little bit less stressed. But the things I'm stressed about probably are not worth stressing over, anyways. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and the thing is, you will find new stuff to stress about that. So that's really the point, right? Is you'll just be you'll just be dumb stressed about something else stupid. Yeah, you will. Because boredom is a thing. Like you can't just sit. You can't just sit and be. I mean, the, the human brain's not really designed to. Yeah, you can't just sit and be happy. Be peaceful. Yeah, that's not really like. Being peaceful is not how the how genes get passed down, you know. That's why. Uh, yeah, so true. I, I'm jealous of you and Pete actually like taking meditation seriously because that that feels like. Well, I haven't for a while, so. Okay. I'm 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 at, I'm actually in a horrible. Uh, this this is this is what happens for me is I will do a, a weight loss bet or some sort of bet for a while, and I'll be doing really good at it, and then when it's over, I just like. The incentivized discipline does not does not work for me. You know, it's got to be it's got to be discipline from within. It sounds like it does work for you, and then you can't and then it translate doesn't. To, and then it yeah, doesn't. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it's better than the the no discipline that I've. Uh, <laughs> I'm not I'm not losing weight or meditating. So <laughs> he's just vibing. He's just eating butter chicken. Doesn't know what I'm goes eating, in it. I'm eating butter chicken and playing the same song over and over. <laughs> butter chicken playing wonderwall for his wife living the dream <laughs> eating fat san diego burritos yeah it's actually we've i've moved on to the national i need my girl that's i'm working on finger picking okay uh yeah that's that's where we're at but it's but i've played it <laughs> i've played it a lot all um, right what what's actually coming up on uh on legendary upside for the playoffs are you are you hammering out playoff best ball drafts or are you are you above that i'm not above it uh, we are going to be, I'm going to be doing a podcast on Monday, um, with, uh, with Daniel Raz and sacrilegious and I kind of, I kind of need you, I kind of need you to be above it because that was one of my plans on how to, to get back to, oh, to level no, with not, you was to, was to ship the playoff basketball contest. Yeah, we'll be in there, man. You'll, you'll see my name. We're going to be, uh, we're going to be doing content on that for sure. Um, I'm excited. Um, still kind of working out exactly what it looks like, but the plan is to have, have content and, uh, and some, some form of rankings on the site as well for the playoff best ball content. So more, more on that to come, we'll be doing a podcast on, on Monday. So it'll, you know, we'll have, we'll have more to share there very shortly. Okay. All right, everyone. Uh, thank you very much for listening. And uh, I will be back next week. I believe uh, believe we got a guest confirmed. Never like to say before it's done because it's not been recorded yet. But I will. I will see you all then. 
Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts.